0: Welcome back this evening. I want to take us to two passages in the New Testament to introduce our subject. Ephesians 5, 19 through 20, and then Colossians 3, 16 and 17. You will see immediately what the common theme is. And you will connect what we're going to do over the next few minutes with what we've just been doing the last few minutes. Ephesians five nineteen and 20. Addressing one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The next passage, Colossians 3:16 and 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. A couple of weeks ago, there was the Berkeley Family Reunion in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And one of the highlights of that weekend was when all of us came together and spent some time singing songs like When We All Get to Heaven. The emotion in the room was not hidden. We found it difficult to maintain our volume and our tone with certain phrases because the words so well express the hope of our family, and the legacy that we want to leave to the next generation we prayed together that we will all get to heaven so coming from that event a question lingered in my mind as i reviewed what we did and that question that lingered in my mind you have already figured has become a sermon what does music do for us I want us to think about that for a few minutes tonight. In the general scope of music outside of spiritual songs, think about what music does for us. It may calm us. It may motivate us. It may refresh some memory. It can reignite some loyalty or allegiance. Music has the ability to inform, to enlighten, to excite, or in some cases to depress, depending upon the experience of the listener. What I want to say is God did not give us singing just to occupy some time before the sermon or give us a break from listening to prayers Some of the same effects that I just mentioned about music in general can be discovered in the spiritual singing Christians do when that singing is in keeping with God's Word. So I want to illustrate that tonight for a few minutes and my aim is to remind us of the value of songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing as described in the New Testament, can do four things for us. It can move us, convict us, motivate us, and comfort us. All I want to do tonight is illustrate those products of singing spiritual songs. I want you to be ready here in a moment or two in Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 will be the next place I'll go. But I want to illustrate the products of singing spiritual songs, and I want to do that with specific songs we've used in our worship this evening. I'm going to refer to lyrics from songs we sing to engage our attention. When I survey the wondrous cross. By the way, I don't expect you to be able to read the words on the screen, but this image is to illustrate what we're about to talk about. When we used this song a moment ago, what thoughts came to your mind? When we sing this with the understanding and the concentration that it deserves... I think one impact is we are moved. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died. Sometimes it's good to slow down, maybe at home, and just take these phrases and let them run through your mind slowly. So, when I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of glory died. See, it's not about just any cross. It's not about just any death. It's not about just any Roman execution. The Prince of glory, Jesus Christ. That ought to move us. Here's how this thought, this truth moves us. It says in another phrase here, it says, my richest gain. I count but loss and pour contempt on all my pride. So the greatest thing you could ever achieve here in the world, my richest gain, you count but loss compared to surveying the wondrous cross. And it causes you to pour contempt on any pride that might have been generated by the richest gain that you could have here in the world. Isaac Watts wrote this song to move people who sing the lyrics and who connect their minds to the wondrous cross. It ought to be more than just routine musical sounds and words we've memorized. It should move us. It says, Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast... Save in the death of Christ. So that should cause us to remember that we didn't save ourselves from sin by our power. It wasn't a plan that we conceived to redeem our souls, it was what God did through Christ that we received by the activity of faith. God gave. I received what God gave when I obeyed the gospel. And every aspect of blessing and benefit derives from this wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died. It was love so amazing, so divine, the writer says. It demands my soul, my life, my all. God intends for us to sing songs that move us because the songs reflect What Scripture teaches. And that brings me to Romans 5. Listen to some of this in Romans 5, starting at verse 1. And think of it, think of it as the basis for the words in this song, the wondrous cross. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would even dare to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood much more we will be saved from wrath by him for if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life more than that we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have now received reconciliation. The songs about the cross all through the books we have provoke our memory of these rich passages in the Word of God about what the cross should mean to us. Songs in our book that we used can move us Songs can also convict us. Is thy heart right with God? Many of the songs in our book, especially those that are designed to convict, have question after question for us to personally respond to as we sing and after we sing. So the question Is thy heart right with God? It should be sung and thought about personally. It doesn't say, is his heart right with God? Is her heart right with God? No. Is thy heart right with God? My heart, your heart, am I right with God? And within songs like this, you'll find very often associated questions that are subordinate to the main question. So, have your affections been nailed to the cross? And in verse 2, has thou dominion over self and over sin? Are all thy powers under Jesus' control? Dost thou count all things for Jesus but loss over all evil without and within? Do you see there's a primary question and then subordinate to that, but connected to it, all these other questions that are designed to convict us. Should we need to be convicted? Now, the only way you can discover if you need to be is to think about it and evaluate yourself. Songs like this are designed to get us to think about our present standing with God. Are there lingering sins and guilt that need to be taken care of? Is there some sin that we're holding to? It prompts, if we focus on it as we should, complete inside-outside Checkup of our spiritual health. Is thy heart right with God? Turn to Acts chapter 8. I want to point out something from Acts chapter 8. There is a narrative given by Luke about the work of gospel preaching in Samaria. This man, Simon was baptized and then he got his mind focused on the miracles performed by the apostles and he was absorbed by that and attracted to that and he coveted those miracles I want us to look at what Peter said to him in verse 21 your heart is not right before God Now, immediately, the next line shows what he needed to do. Repent of your wickedness and pray to God. How simple is that? Your heart is not right before God. What do you do? Repent of your wickedness and pray to God. And that's where this song ought to lead us. To such examination that should we be convicted... We will engage in the repentance that is prescribed here. So the inquiry that needs to occur occur within me and within you is, is my heart right with God? Songs can move us, those about the cross especially. Songs can convict us, is thy heart right with God? Songs in our book that we use can also motivate us to action. Soldiers of Christ arise. Think about in literal armies around the world, soldiers don't just sit around all day. The idea of good military combat and defense always implies activity. You get up and you engage in duty, bringing your energy and your experience and your training to the task at hand. Well, the task for Christians is, in the battle day to day, resisting the devil, fighting the good fight, defending the faith, attacking and exposing the sins of our time, helping fellow soldiers and reaching the lost. So that's all activity. Soldiers of Christ arise, it says. Soldiers of Christ arise. I'm going I'm to turn to Ephesians in chapter 6. And we're going to look at verses 10 through 18 and see how that connects to this particular hymn. Ephesians chapter 6 beginning at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities making supplication for all the saints by the way the version of soldiers of christ arise that is here is not the same one that's in the book musically but i wanted to show you something on the slide here Uh, do you see the uh, you see that sentence right there Can anybody? No, you can't read that, but I'm going to read that for you. In this particular edition of the song, it describes in a footnote that word panoply. That's in the King James, and that's that's in the song that we use. And it's described as anything that protects sufficiently or completely and forms of magnificent covering especially a full suit of armor you see that the writer had in mind Ephesians 6 10 through 18 and then I'm going to add to that another one we use often we're marching to Zion the Zion of this song is heaven where God's throne is, that we can witness and surround with worship if we get there. Marching, upward, arise, action, speaking the joys of the kingdom, living the joys and the hope of the kingdom, so that we can arrive at the beautiful city of God. Songs, according to Scripture, can motivate us. And then... There are songs that impart such great comfort. It is well with my soul. Very often this song is used at funerals. Christians love this particular song. It is well with my soul. Notice, peace like a river... It's going to be well when you have peace like a river, but then sorrows like sea billows roll. It can still be well. That's the idea behind the song. Many years ago, when we lived in Kansas, we would visit a nursing home, and we would present from Scripture a brief lesson, and then we'd sing a few songs and pray. And many of those in the audience were near death. Some without any mental function. Some members of the church. And we would sometimes ask for a requested song. And this one was requested often by brothers and sisters in Christ. It is well with my soul. It may not be well with your body. It may not be well with your earthly circumstances, but it can be well with your soul. There is comfort for God's people in these lyrics. And these lyrics can be accompanied by such gratitude that Christ hath regarded our helpless estate. I hope and pray it is well with your soul. I want you to pray, and I'm going to pray that it'll be well with our souls and with those of our family. So, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, In word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Preparing this material for tonight has been very good for me. I admit that sometimes my mind can drift during our singing. I need to carefully guard against that. And these kinds of sermons periodically may help us in that regard. Is your heart right with God? Let us be standing as we sing. Affection's been nailed to the cross.